Wait, am I starting this? Oh, I am starting this. <laughs> Welcome to episode 56. This episode 2 is see we talk about. Disney changes things up again. Update on Upgrade. And Anton must choose a side in the virtual world. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Dorn. Anton, how's your week been? My week has been insane because I've been to a convention, and it's not a regular convention. It is a beauty convention. Fancy, fancy. Yep. But- and uh, yeah, usually, I mean, people would ask me, Anton, why do you go to a beauty convention? You're a guy. Anton, why do you go to a beauty convention? You're a guy. Yeah. So I would say, well, I work in the beauty industry. Well, you are you are a beautiful man, sir. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's kind of top <laughs> secret. I never really tell people, you know, I'm in in the beauty industry. Well, but, uh, it's such a broad topic, though. You can't really narrow it down to what you do. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's fine. change the subject. He's a makeup <laughs> artist. Uh, no. Uh, anyways, uh, the cool thing about the convention, though, I, I, I do have to share, is that, uh, dude, you get a lot of really cool hair products that you would regularly use. And they're, like, dirt cheap. Oh, so wholesale? Oh, I don't know. It, it, I think it's more of like an exclusive sale that's only for conventions. Oh, so it's okay. kind of like when you go to Comic-Con or something and you, you go get your uh, action figures that are exclusives. This mm-hmm. is pretty much the same thing. Like it's exclusive and they're probably selling it at, at cost as a promotional item. Yeah, like they had this, um, th- this whole convention. Everywhere you go, you see someone with a Dyson bag. And you're familiar with Dyson, right? Yes, I am. Uh, you, do you have a vacuum at home that is uh, Dyson? No, Dust Devil or Dirt Devil. Dust Devil, okay. Dirt, yeah. Well, anyways, the whole entire convention, you see people walking around with those bags. And inside those bags is the new hair dryer from Dyson. Is it the one that looks like a, like a bubble wand? Yeah, dude, it, it looks exactly like a bubble wand. And, uh, dude, these things are expensive. Like, if you were to buy it at a store, uh, the professional brand, uh, they actually, they have a different version for professionals only. Mm-hmm. And that one is $449 when you can get it here for $250. So half off. Yeah, so it's almost half off. And it's a pretty good deal for you know, professionals if they use it and uh, also for consumers too because, I mean, this this thing's ridiculously small and super-duper powerful. Yeah, and no, I've seen them at Costco and mm-hmm. the, the, I like it because they had the kind of like a little demo version you can just pick up and use. Yeah. I, it's fun playing with it because it still trips me out. Yeah, you're like, uh, why does that little tiny thing pack so much power? Like, where's the air coming? Or, like, what's propelling the air? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, besides that, uh, I'm a big fan of American Crew. I don't know if you use any of their products before, but I really like using the pomade for my hair. Uh, do you use Ooh. any products for your head? Uh, you actually have the gel. Oh, you use American Crew gel? Yeah. I nice. like it. It's not too, it's not too thick, and mm-hmm. it has a strong hold. Okay, so regularly when you buy their gel how much would it cost and it's a small tube right uh, hold on let me grab it really quick uh, all right it is 8.4 ounces so pretty big 
Okay, so 8.4 ounces. So the cool thing about these gels is that they don't flake. No. Yeah, which is really awesome. But after a while, I mean, uh, it's a good day wear, but I mean, it's not good all day. So probably by 7 or 8 o'clock at night, by the time you get home from work, it starts, you know, being a little wavy. Yeah, it doesn't flake, Mm -hmm. but once your hair gets messed up, it almost has like a... It's not greasy, but mm-hmm. it has that texture because it's like not tr- it's not flaking, but it's yeah. still there. Yeah. So how much is that eight point something ounce? Uh, roughly what you remember? How much did it, how much does oh. it cost? <laughs> I want to say eleven or twelve bucks. Okay, so eleven or twelve bucks, and uh, I don't know if you ever used their um, shampoo before, but it's a lot. It's really watery, mm-hmm. but so- uh, it really packs a punch because it has a lot of uh, properties in there that uh, really works for men because we put a lot of gel we put a lot of pomade in our hair so it gets mm-hmm. pretty thick so because it's more liquidy the, sh- the shampoo goes straight into the hair it'll penetrate through certain areas and crevices to get all of that gunk out yeah okay so if the one I have well, not, not the the shampoo, but the actual hair gel, I use it because my hair generally has its own shape. Mm-hmm. So I really don't need a, a, anything to hold it in a certain a certain style. That's why I don't use the pomade. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it to like, get all frizzy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so I, I think that's the great thing about, about this brand is everything is made specifically for a certain use that everybody likes, which is, you know, to have your hair molded a certain way. Well, and I'm pretty sure some of us are going to be like, you guys are dudes. Why are you talking about hair products? Well, because guys and <laughs> like men, men and women have different hair oils. Like yeah. it, like women try to embrace them. Guys really don't want to embrace hair oils. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so uh, the shampoo and the gel and this mousse together as a whole pack was something that they were selling at the show. And I got all three of them for only 25 bucks. Ooh. Which was a steal. And then also, uh, I use a lot of their pomade, which is um, um, kind of like a clay type of thing. But they have a bunch of different kinds. My favorite would be the forming cream. Because that cream, you can just put it on your hair. You can shape it any way you like, and it holds. So you can look at a cream pop star at a fraction of the cost. Oh, yeah. Dude, it is freaking <laughs> awesome. So they had this deal where uh, you get four of them for only twenty five bucks, and usually these cost ten dollars each. Man, American Crew really likes the the, the double digits area, huh? I know, <laughs> it's great. So, anyways, uh, that's kind of my my cool highlight that I really liked about the whole entire show. But um, other than that, let's uh, move on to something else. Oh, and fun tip. Uh, so my week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so we're recording this late because. Thursday, I thought I was going to die. Well, okay, that's exaggeration. Okay. Uh, I just I thought I was getting like the stomach flu, or whatever, and I I was like, I'll, Anton, I was gonna try to power through, but I, can we just not record tonight? Cause I'm going to crap out. Oh. Yeah, but uh, I have been binging on something, and I probably will talk about it in the next segment. Uh, really quick though, this weekend is finally the mud run, the Marine Corps mud run at Camp Pendleton. Oh, nice. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, so that's why so you came back from the gym. 
I know. I think that's great because you've been, you know, preparing your body for uh, a lot of, you know, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> the endurance. No, well, because last time I did it two years ago, uh, I was going to school, working full time. I didn't really have time to work out as much as I am now. And I was like, I, I, I finished it. I was fine, but I was still kind of kicking myself. I'm like, I could have done better if I actually had some endurance. So I'm excited now. I've been hitting the gym since January consistently, uh, getting ready, getting ready for your wedding. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm ready to tackle it. I'm willing to show that, show that mud run what I got. Yeah. And you've been, uh, cutting down a lot on video games, uh, cause we haven't been playing a whole lot, right? Yeah, no, I, again, we'll, we'll talk into it in the next, next segment when we talk about, uh, well, one of the segments when we talk about what's, what's going on, uh, TV and movie wise. Okay. But, so- uh, I, I have been embracing the mobile mobile gaming a little bit more because uh-huh. it's more convenient and I don't need to dedicate 30, 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So before we get into all that movie and TV shows and stuff, uh, let's get into the news. All right. News time. All right, Anton. Uh, as usual... Disney has switched up their prices, and they did. They gave no warning whatsoever. Well, I, I did hear that you know they're pushing the minimum wage up a little bit more. So, oh, Bernie Sanders has been pushing for that. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I can, I could see why Disney's trying to up the prices. They're gonna have to pay their employees a little bit more too. I I don't think that's related to the minimum wage. I think this is just Disney trying to reduce the 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 traffic from the AP users because uh aside from the price raise that they're doing, which the one I have it's 850 a year, it is now $1000 flat. Dude, I remember like a couple of years ago when I used to have the pass over there, it was only 400 bucks and you can get everything with that 400 bucks you get free parking you get uh, no blackout dates um you get coupons throughout the year and now it's yeah. 800 bucks that's ridiculous yeah no i think my brother's was like 300 400 dollars too and i was like oh man that's so much money but now i'm like damn it i wish i just had that <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah so aside from the price difference they're also any any new annual pass holders that sign up from uh january 2nd forward they're also going to be agreeing to the new uh, schedule schedule plan that they're going to be rolling out next year, which is you won't be able to park up, at least not on certain days. So if you sh- if you go on say June thirteenth of twenty nineteen, maybe you'll say they'll say oh you can't go to DCA this day or you can't go to Disneyland this day. Oh, that's interesting because that's what they've been doing over here for a very long time. So before we even go to the park in Florida, we would have to check the blackout date calendar. And we'd have to look at all the parks to see which parks are open for us to go. Okay, so it wouldn't be the blackout date doesn't necessarily mean for all the parks, just specific ones. Yeah, but the one that seems to be open all the time would be Epcot. But the only time it's not available for uh, the annual pass holders or the cast members would be during uh, Food and Wine Festival. They do like yeah. sometimes they say it's the whole entire month, 
But then after they phase out like the first two two weeks, they just open it up for everybody. Yeah. No, it's a. I like Epcot. There's not much to do there, but it's a good. Uh, if I was a local, it's a good date park. Yeah, it's a good date park. It's very chill, laid back. Yeah. Well, and plus, like all the you know the the different countries that they have around the I don't know what that that area is called, but you know you can have you know a, a dinner in France and go mm-hmm. check out the cool stuff in Japan. Yep. And uh, recently, I saw some pictures of the update updates on the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride that replaced the Ellen's uh, energy ride. What? And, How did Ellen lose out to Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, it is a pretty old ass ride. I mean, yeah. there's dinosaurs on it. I That's get pretty it. old. Okay, yeah. uh, it, it's <laughs> prehistoric. So, uh, anyways, they built a new foundation uh, of cement. And uh, it looks like they're getting ready to start bringing in the big stuff. And this ride is going to be kind of a roller coaster style. Uh, I don't really know the whole details of it, but from what they're saying, it's going to be a very fun ride. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, because uh, the one here in, in Di- uh, Disney California Adventure, it's just the Tower of Terror. It's a fun ride. But it's just you know going up and down. Yeah, it's a reskin. Yeah, it is. And then the one that they're building in Orlando, that one's gonna be more of a roller coaster, right? Yeah. Or is it and gonna be more like the the cart where the the crane swings swings you around? I have no idea, but uh, I think they're gonna do something with the Hollywood Tower of Terror here too, because I mean it's still called Hollywood Tower of Terror. Maybe something with um, Pixar. I don't know. Ooh. The, yeah. Or what about uh, what's it called? Uh, Stranger Things. I don't think that's a Disney property. I'm just saying they could buy it. Uh, Disney has the money. No, Universal is already doing Stranger Things. They're doing it for uh, Halloween. Oh, that's right. I forgot about them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, besides that, Disney Toy Story Land is finally opening soon. Here, uh, they've been in construction for probably about two and a half years now, and uh. It looks pretty cool. They they basically took what they have in Disneyland Hong Kong mm-hmm. uh, for Toy Story Land, and they brought it here with a couple of new rides. And I'm trying to get cast member preview for it from, you know, who? Mm-hmm. But uh, there hasn't been one yet. Because I, I think they're still trying to get paperwork uh, and a lot of the stuff at the Toy Story Land to be approved because uh, it doesn't look like a whole lot of stuff is approved yet. When does it open? Uh, when is it supposed to open? It's supposed to open on June 30th. Ooh. So, I mean, yeah. it'd be very, very, very short schedule to arrange a preview night. and. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be happening anytime soon for well, the may- preview. Maybe they'll just do a, a general soft opening. Yeah, hopefully, but... Uh, you know Pandora they did the month before so that was kind of cool yeah I remember that you had the whole section to yourself yeah that was pretty awesome cool, alright cool. uh, anything else for news nah I think we're good I mean Ro- Roseanne debacle but who wants to hear more about that yeah I, I know she's really sorry about it but I mean she's really not uh, yes, I, say, I-, I doubt she's actually she's sorry she's losing on the show but she's not sorry for what she said yeah it's her. All right. All right, Anton, where should we go to next? 
Uh, let's get into movies before a video game, because we got a really big jam-packed video game episode. So let's get into movies. Alright, movie time. Let's do this, Anton. Alright, so one of the movies this summer is called Upgrade, and it seems like it wasn't in our movie draft for some weird reason. And, uh... What are you saying, Anton? Who who are you pointing that finger at? I don't know. Uh, what happened there, Alan? <laughs> hey, you know what? I set up I set up the list, uh, literally a week before we did the draft. Mm-hmm. It was not on the wide release at the time. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. It was it was limited release at the time. All right, I'm gonna give you that. That's fine. Okay. All right. So, Jerk. are you <laughs> <laughs> are you a big fan of Blumhouse movies? They're hit and miss. They're hit and miss. Okay. Some are, some are entertaining. Some are just ish on a ish on film. Okay. Did you see the last one that came out, which is Truth or Dare? That no, that one looks like ish on film. <laughs> okay. Well, I heard it was actually pretty decent. You know, it's a good, decent uh, high school poopy joke type of movie. Hmm. Yeah. So kind of um, like a final final destination kind of thing to it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of huh. like that. Okay. So anyways, uh, Upgrade is also another Blumhouse movie and very low budget. But when you watch this movie, it felt like they had a lot of budget. I mean, personally, because, you know, knowing how things can be perceived and how things can be changed to make the budget look like it's a lot more expensive of a movie. Mm hmm. Watching the shots, watching the 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 way that you know uh, they built the sets and everything, it looks like for me they budgeted the movie very very well. It looks like a very expensive movie, very futuristic. They got lots of um, uh, interesting vehicles that are very Blade Runnery. Okay. Okay. So uh, but like, like con- conceptual future future cars. Yeah, future cars and stuff like that. But anyways, uh, this movie is about a guy who pretty much uh, uh, his wife gets killed for some weird reason. And uh, it was all because of like some type of car accident uh, that someone tried to uh, crash into them and stuff. And then he gets um, paralyzed. So he couldn't walk anymore. But uh, he kind of know somebody and that person kind of did him a favor by putting some type of chip on his spine okay yeah so it it, it kind of it's kind of like a jarvis chip because it hacks into your brain and it controls your body and you're able to tell your brain something or tell the chip something and it can you know um move around that's that's not too far from real life actually <laughs> yeah and the cool thing about it is it talks to you okay that's that's the twist right there yeah so it's exactly like jarvis uh you can talk to him and you could tell him to override stuff and it's pretty neat so the movie's called upgrade because he he basically got an upgrade to life and uh whenever he's in trouble or anything he just says uh stem which is the name of the chip he okay. would say, STEM, take over. And then he would do like all these crazy kung fu moves and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, what happened? You know, it's kind of cool. 
So the the story follows him trying to figure out who killed his wife. So it's a revenge type Ooh, of movie. Okay. Um. Okay. Have you ever heard like those old movies, like the whole like deal with the devil, or like you know you make you make a deal with them to like okay I want I'll trade my soul to get revenge on so and so. This this seems like a similar concept except with technology. Yeah. And dude, I was really surprised on how good this movie was. And the main guy I forgot what his name was, but he looks exactly like Tom Hardy. And <laughs> the funny thing was, after the movie, uh, my fiance was like, "That guy looks exactly like Tom Hardy." I'm like, "I know, right? He looks exactly like Tom Hardy." And I think that if Tom Hardy wasn't busy with uh, uh-huh. the Venom movie, he would probably be in this movie. Because this was pretty much a Tom Hardy. So type funny of thing movie. you said you said that, because I didn't see the cast, but looking at the movie poster, I thought it was either uh, what's his name, Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the facial or, hair. Because of the facial hair, or uh, was it Gerard Butler? Yeah. I again probably for his facial hair, yeah. but yeah, I didn't I didn't see the cast. You're right. Mm-hmm. That that fooled me. That's mm-hmm. hmm. cool. So. I was saying this is close to reality because they actually are doing research on technology that can pretty much they would put one chip at the top portion of where the break in your spine is and another chip at the below where the break is and with enough processing it can be like a little digital bridge to you know send a signal from you know, your brain to your legs. Yeah. So it's the same. Like it's not far from from reality, and I think this will this is cool about good horror movies that they they have some sort of you know connection to reality, kind kind of like what a, a Black Mirror does. Yeah. So I highly recommend this movie. I mean, if you pay for it, great. But uh, if you have a movie pass, go see it as soon as possible because this is a good movie, and I don't think it's gonna be in the movie theater that long. And um, yeah, dude. I had an awesome time watching this one. I was super surprised. When did it come out? Last week. Really? Oh, damn. It's not even on the... Oh, there it is. Oh, nice. It beat Action Point. Oh, yeah, of course. Wow. <laughs> actually, actually, it, it doubled Action Point. Mm-hmm. Action Point got 2.3 million. Uh, upgrade got 4.6. Mm-hmm. So, cool. All right, Anton. Uh, anything else for movies? Mm, that's pretty much it for this week. All right. Uh, just a quick, quick little rundown here. Uh, Solo still number one. Mm-hmm. Deadpool two number two and Adrift snuck into number three for last weekend. Mm. Okay. So cool. All right, Anton. Can can we do a quick pit stop in and TV? Sure. <laughs> Hang a left here and we'll go to TV. Oh God, check your brakes, man. <laughs> <laughs> or tires. I don't know what the I don't know what the what the squealing was from. It's the tires. Okay, so Okay. Drifting. Yep. You just had a drift. Alright, so last episode we talked about I added HBO to my Hulu subscription because there was a sweet deal on it. About time. You know what? I I got a good deal. I'm not regretting anything. Okay. Uh, so I started watching Game of Thrones. I was probably like four or five episodes in. Uh, I, I I need a comedy 
in between like serious TV shows and stuff like that. So I kind of like switch between uh, dramas and comedies kind of fluidly. Mm-hmm. So I'm five episodes into into Game of Thrones, that's when it starts hitting the fan. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to check out a comedy really quick. And I checked out Silicon Valley. Oh my God, that show sucked me in, dude. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, do you like Jin Young? Mm, he's kind of an a-hole, but every now and then he gets some good burns in. Yeah, it's so funny. I love his character. Yeah, so it's funny because I I try to show my brother because I mean my brother shows my shares my Hulu subscription, so I thought I you know oh let me show you the the first ten minutes of the first episode just so he kind of gets a taste of it mm-hmm. and see if he wants to check it out. I started playing it and he kind of goes, huh? Okay, he sits down and he starts watching it, <laughs> and then we we finish the first episode. He's kind of like, how many other? I'm like, there's like six seasons. He's like, huh? Put another one. <laughs> and we, we went like five episodes in a row and I think the only reason we stopped is because it was already midnight uh-huh. and he had to get home to his wife and kids <laughs> or ki- wife and kids sorry kid hopefully uh, uh, she's not listening to this right now alright uh, no I doubt it she doesn't want to hear my voice I <laughs> <laughs> hear every week I'm tired right. of Ellen anyways uh, so for those that haven't heard the show it's pretty much a, a comedy that revolves around the tech world Specifically, San Francisco. Yeah, a lot of uh, startups. Basically, this, this show is about startups. Yeah, you know what? The, the best way I can put this, it is uh, Breaking Bad in the geek world. Okay. Because I mean, it, it, he's starting from scratch, and he kind of gets thrown into this world of, you know, idiots, cutthroats, and... Just a-holes in general. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, they, they all the characters are very well balanced. All of them have, you know, they have their perks, but they also have their downside. And uh, that is one thing I love about HBO series, that they really put a lot of time and effort into their mm-hmm. into their character development. Also, side note, uh, Amanda Crew, really, really hot. She's the one that plays uh, Monica. Monica. Yeah, so uh I'm right now I am at the hot dog, not a hot dog <laughs> app. <laughs> Did, I totally yeah. I totally forgot about it until they started taking a picture of they take a picture of like, oh it's a hot dog. Cool. And I'm like, oh shit, I know this part. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh so besides Silicon Valley I need you to go back to Games of Thrones and finish the whole first damn season. I know, I will, I will. No, no, like it's, once you finish the season, that's where it gets really good. I'm, I, I'm not saying I'm at, the, I'm at the climax of the season. I'm just saying, like, every, I, I can tell I'm at the part where the characters start falling into place mm-hmm. for the stuff to start happening that, like, that everybody's been, I've been hearing people, like, kind of whisper about. Uh, by the way, uh, Peter Dinklage, god damn it, dude, he's freaking hilarious in this show. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love him. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's my little trip into the geek world. I Holy crap, if anybody checks out Silicon Valley, you are going to be sucked in. 
And I think Mike Judge, who's one of the executive producers and I think the creator of this, he has not failed me, dude. He's freaking a King great, of the Hill? great, great. Yeah, King of the Hill. Then he did Beavis and Butthead too. Yep. I think his writing uh, is amazing. So uh, I think Office that. Space. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So okay. So uh, it's a, once you're it's a, done, it's a good snapshot. <laughs> yeah, it is. So once you're done with all that and you want to get mind fucked, just watch Westworld. Yeah. I started thinking about, like, I'm burning through all my comedy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to be stuck with drama and sci-fi yeah. with no with no real comedic break. Yep. All right, dude. Enough uh, movies and television. Let's get into video games. Wait, am I starting this? Oh, I am starting yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is Anton lagging? All right, Anton. Uh, so a couple, I don't know if it was the last episode or a couple episodes ago, we started talking about, you know, w- the whole PUBG versus Fortnite. Which one we prefer and the reason why. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out PUBG is suing <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah, for quite a bit of things. Yeah, so, I mean, for one thing, is the gameplay design, uh, which PUBG is trying to... Or not PUBG. Uh, Fortnite is trying to argue that it's very generic. Uh, and what's, what's this thing I heard about shopping cart? Oh, yeah. So, Fortnite came out with a vehicle, and uh, instead of actually having a real vehicle, they have a shopping cart. And it's a two-person vehicle, if you really count it as a vehicle. Uh, so basically you're like skiing on it, kind of like a scooter. Like mm-hmm. how you would normally do it when you're in the parking lot with a shopping cart. And uh, you would have the other person sit inside the cart. So you're pushing them. And mm-hmm. that's the vehicle that is currently on Fortnite. That sounds like something out of the Flintstones. Yeah. Okay, so this is one of the, actually, uh, let's see, PUBG Corp, PUBG Corp, the subsidiary of Korean publisher Bluehole, mm-hmm. a really weird name, uh, has filed a lawsuit against Epic Games for copyright violation over Fortnite Battle Royale, according to the Korean Times. A uh, representative of Bluehole said, we had an ongoing relationship with Epic Games throughout PUBG's development as they are the creators of E. UE4, the engine we licensed for the game. Mm-hmm. Unreal Engine. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, okay. Man, they're getting. Oh, so it's the fourth iteration of Unreal, the Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. Engine. Uh, after listening to the growing feedback from our community and reviewing the gameplay for ourselves, we are concerned that Fortnite may be replicating the experience for which PUBG is known, which I kind of feel is BS that they've. Waited this long before they realized the connection. No, I I think they've been working on it for a while. Uh, they just need to gather up their stuff. Oh, okay, so like this is the first time they took the they, they took the legal course, but not necessarily. Yeah, because the first okay. there's just too many stuff to catch up to because Fortnite is has expanded quite a bit. Because I mean, it's been what seven months 
since the since both games started coming out? This is like December. Mm, PUBG on the PC would be longer. Uh, I think it's been oh. around for like three and a half years, and then Fortnite barely came out last summer because uh, at E3 they just advertised the heck out of it and said it was free. You get free this, get free that. Download this week and get this free, and then now it's. Oh, play it now because uh, you get uh, the gauntlet from Avengers Infinity War. And then, uh, I'll play it this week because there's a shopping cart. Oh, Jesus, kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I, did, I posted on our Instagram, which would you choose, PUBG or Inst- or uh, Instagram, PUBG or Fortnite? One of the people said Fortnite, and somebody quickly replied to them, you must be four. <laughs> It's like I didn't want to get involved. Like, I'm just gonna leave this one as is. Yeah. I'm not gonna to touch this comment. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anton. The the next topic, which is something that you let me know about, mm-hmm. Pokemon. What's going on with Pokemon? Well, Pokemon is you know they during the announcement of Switch, uh, the guys at Game Freak announced that they're working on a Pokemon game. But I guess they weren't working on a Pokemon game. They're working on two Pokemon games. And the first one is called Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. And the second one is Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. So it follows you uh, through a adventure. Kind of like when you were playing the red and blue versions of Pokemon. On the Actually, game it takes place takes place on the same map as the Kanto region. Yeah, Kanto region. And I, I guess it's kind of cool because it integrates into Pokemon Go on your phone. Yeah, so one of the major things. So it is the same map as the Red and Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the instead of battling the Pokemon that you encounter in the wild, you are now going to capture them like you do on Pokemon Go. Yeah, and also you can trade pokemon's back and forth and you can continue catching pokemon in the real world and in the game so it's kind of a really neat way to really collect pokemon and keep them for your own good and pretty much have a real collection of them Mm -hmm. yeah and i thought that's pretty neat and I don't know if you've seen in the trailer, but you can play with a real Pokeball controller. Yeah, I saw that. It's uh, the Pokeball Plus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's I re- it's a fully functional... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, let's say it's a fully functional accessory that it it's a joy... It's called a Joy-Con. So, I guess joystick controller? Well, Joy-Con is what they call the um, the controllers for Nintendo Switch. Okay, uh, which also functions as a, a Pokemon Go Plus, which is the devices in Pokemon Go that allow you to to be notified of Pokemon near you without having the app open. That's pretty neat. Which makes me wonder how quickly the battery's going to die on that thing. No, uh, it actually lasts quite a bit uh, because um, they have the wristband one that they've been selling for quite some time. Hmm, I'm still hesitant, but I mean... Have you seen the Pokemon Go Plus at the stores? They've been selling it for like the past two years. I have, but uh, the the ones I've seen are just the bracelets. Yeah. Which look like standard bracelets, nothing too fancy. Yeah. At least least with the the Pokeball Go, 
or Pokeball Plus, it actually has multiple functions mm-hmm. that you can use in the game. So. Yeah, buttons. Buttons, you're not just using it to get notified of, or as, as a message notification, mm-hmm. you're actually using it in the game. Yep. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited for it. I, I really want a real 3D Pokemon game that's actual, uh, similar to more of the recent Pokemon games, but on the a DS. I think this is going to be the first time having a real Pokemon uh, real-world game on a real console. Like, on, on a big console. Because they've, they've never really had that before. I mean, they've had no. uh, Pokemon Snap. They had Pokemon Stadium. Uh, but those are yeah, just, like, very vague games. Yeah, they, they've kept the adventure to... The, the handheld versions. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, to be fair, the, given the mechanics of the battles and walking around and roaming, that feels kind of right. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, I'm kind of kind of curious about how this is going to go. I, 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 I have been on the fence about buying a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. This might be what tips me over. Uh, and I, I know you've been pushing me to buy one. Yeah, I've been pushing you to buy one, but uh, I'm also trying to push you to buy the Oculus Go, too. And let me tell you a couple things on why you should get it. I've been playing around with it. I finally got myself one, uh, I think, on Thursday, the day that you were sick. So that's three that you've purchased. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to tell you what, dude, this is probably one of the coolest devices in a long time that I think is worth every single penny because you could lay in your bed and watch Netflix on a giant screen. It is so oh, awesome. So I was going to ask you, how do you connect your Netflix or what, or whatever device you can to the Oculus? Well, the Oculus is its own device. Everything is all already pre-built into the whole entire headset. So it's wireless. You don't need to put anything in there. You can download all of your apps on there, or you can download the apps to the headset from your phone. Okay. And another cool thing is you can download torrents into it if you wanted to. Oh, that seems scary. Somehow it's going to backfire on people. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, it has 32 gigs. It has 64 gigs. And you could load a bunch of shit in here. So I'm going to tell you why this is such a great device right now. I've tried okay. some of the really cool experiences. Um, one of the experiences from a company called Next VR, And uh, it's actually one of my friend's fiance's company. She's the one that founded the company. Uh, her name's Stella. And uh, she basically came up with this concept where she would bring a bunch of these cameras to these events and they would partner up with, you know, let's say NBA and they would put the camera right where the basket is. So you can get the whole 360 degrees or 180 degrees, depending on the game where you can see the whole entire play where you can see all of the players and feel like you're actually there. It's pretty awesome. Like uh, I saw uh, game one last week. I don't know if you saw um, 
the Warriors versus the Cavaliers game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not for another Warriors Cavs playoff, so I'm sitting this one out. Yeah, but I did hear a, a lot of frustration from Game One. Yeah, but dude, Game One was freaking awesome because they had OT at the very end over time, and you know they they almost stirred up a fight, and it was pretty intense. And you get to see all that on the court, feeling like you're actually there. So that's a really cool type of experience with this Oculus Rift, and I'm pretty happy that uh, uh, Stella did a really good job uh, coming up with this concept. So anyways, uh, there's a, this other app called Melody VR, very similar to uh, Next VR. And with Melody VR, what they do is they go to concerts and they mm. put up these um, cameras all over the concert and they call these places hotspots. So during the concert, you can jump to the crowd you could be part of the crowd and you can jump to, you know, the stage. You could jump to the right of the stage, the left of the stage, and you, you can be up close with the artist. And you could see, you know, the drummer playing his drums or the guitar is playing the guitar. And it's pretty awesome. You get to see the whole entire uh, venue up close and personal. So this is such a really cool experience. And they, the, 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 when you want to watch a concert or something, like for example, uh, Fallout Boy, it's only ten bucks, and you get to go anywhere you want on the stage. So that's also mm. a really cool experience. So, is it ten dollars per experience. session, or is it, or or do you get to keep the concert and then replay it whenever you, you want? You know what? That's a really good question. I think it goes onto your account. Uh, I don't know exactly if you get to keep it or not. But I know you get to experience it. I, I hope they come up with like a payment plan, kind of like Netflix. You can pay a flat fee to rent it, or I mean, uh, pay a fee to rent it, or play a higher fee to keep it. Yeah, I think that's a really cool idea. Hopefully, they're listening yeah. to our podcast and go, "Oh, those guys are really cool. We should come up with that idea and put it, implement it into our app, and then uh, maybe pay them a little bit." I hope so. Yeah. Uh. So, we were talking about Pokemon Go earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, Jurassic World just came up with a new game. It's pretty much Pokemon Go with dinosaurs. It's called Jurassic World Alive. It's alive? I think it's... It, it's a... Yeah, I mean, you know, dinosaurs in the real world. What do you do? Uh, it's kind of cool. It's, it's similar layout to Pokemon Go. But you're not trying to capture the dinosaurs, and you don't need to be right next to them either. You know, Pokemon Go, you had to kind of hunt down, walk to a specific spot where the Pokemon will pop up for you. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, you can be with a general radius. So if you can be 50 yards, or not 50 yards, 50 feet away, uh, 100 feet away, 150 feet away, and you can deploy a virtual drone to send it out. And collect DNA samples. Cool. And yeah, so but the price is, uh, you know, the the further away the dinosaur is, the less, the more battery it, the drone has to use to get to the dinosaur, and the less time you have to uh, collect DNA samples. Mm -hmm. And the DNA sample is kind of like a little mini mini shooter game. Oh. Uh, so, so you get like a, a you get like a bird's eye view of the dinosaur. Mm -hmm. With the little crosshairs, 
and you shoot it with like I guess it's tranquilizer darts, and like little tar- little targets pop up on the dinosaur, and you kind of have to hit the targets while the drone is hovering, and you know when like you're trying to control uh, RC helicopter or something like that they it has like a little bit of a a lag time. Like if you turn it one way, it takes like a couple seconds for it to start moving or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, you have to adjust for that, and also the dinosaur is either running or walking away from you. So it's kind of, it's a nice twist to it, it's different, and uh, each dinosaur requires a certain amount of DNA samples before you can clone it yourself. So you're basically... You're creating your own Jurassic World. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What's that company name? Engine? No. It, oh yeah, yeah. Is that is that the name of the company? Yeah, it's like engineering genetics. Is it engine but spelled with like gene instead of gen, and, and the gen part? Yeah. So you're basically the bad guy. Kind of, but the bad guys are actually trying to like shoot nets over the dinosaurs and wrangle them in. Yeah, and I'm then, just trying to, and then turning I'm them just, into like crazy dinosaurs. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to like, you know, send my little, my little, uh, drone and, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe prick him a little bit with, with, uh, little darts. Oh, but, uh, when you said creating your own crazy dinosaur, so some of the dinosaurs you can only unlock Mm -hmm. by leveling up other dinosaurs to specific levels and creating a hybrid. Interesting. Yeah, so I downloaded it just out of curiosity, but it kind of has me a little hooked. Not to the point where I'm out wandering, but every now and then I'll just pop it up to see what's, you know, what, what dinosaurs are around me. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to how long they're going to keep up with this game. Because I, I, I know it came out because it's trying to promote the movie that's coming out. Yeah, so it, it came out the same day that the tickets went on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the pre-purchase tickets came on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this has come up with uh, it's called the company is called Ludia, the one that developed the app, mm-hmm. and they've done the other Jurassic Park games. Mm-hmm. They've been really good about keeping the the apps up to date, putting new features in, and adding extra like kind of complexity to their games. Yeah, I guess the only reason they're gonna be around for the next couple of years is because there's gonna be more Jurassic Park movies. Well, even before before Jurassic World, with with Chris Pat came out, uh, Ludia was already doing uh, the Jurassic Park game, mm-hmm. which you try to you know, it's kind of like Sim Sim City or uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, where you're trying to build your own Jurassic Jurassic World. You can create the layout, uh, ex, you know, clear out certain land so you can have more room for dinosaur cages, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then. They added Jurassic World and stuff like that for for a separate as a separate app, but it's they do a good job of following up. So I'm kind of hoping that they don't forget about this one. Talking about Jurassic World, I forget to mention this in the news section. They're doing a whole lot of things that they're uh, trying to add to the Jurassic World um, uh, theme parks. Are they adding more raptors? They're, no, they're not going to add more raptors, but they're going to add more rides okay this is more of a because they're already gonna update the the Jurassic Jurassic Park ride 
to have the hopefully the bubbles or is it confirmed they're gonna have like the bubble cars i think it's gonna be the bubble cars okay so they're, do, they're gonna do that mm-hmm. oh what else you can do because that, that was a good part of the the movie I don't know, but I know Universal's going to kick it out of the park again, so they're going to do a very good job. Oh, so they're shutting the whole thing down. Then they're going to... Yep. Hmm. Okay. Curious. We'll find out once they get once they release more information. Yep, yep. All right, Anton. Uh, I think we're done, right? We covered all the stories? Yep. All right, Anton. So if people want to continue to support your Oculus Go... Well, Oculus Go. What's it called? Oculus Go. It is Go? Oh, okay. Damn, so much Go going on this this round. Uh, they want to support your Oculus Go addiction. How can they do that? They can uh, go to www.the2oc.com and click on any of the things that they heard on the show that we talked about in our show notes, and probably they can purchase it. Maybe a Jurassic World DVD, Blu-ray or something. I don't know. Uh but other than that, it'll give us a little kickback. And wait, I'm messing up everything today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's is you. That's your moment to shine. Anton. This is your moment. My mouth is so dry right, right, right now. Give me a second. Refreshing, whatever it is you're drinking. This Sony. Mm. All right. You can also click on our banner and it gives us a little kickback on whatever you purchase on the Amazon website. And All right. well, I'm not done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can also click on our store and purchase some stickers or t-shirts. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> All right. See, with my luck, I was going to say something, but with my luck, I'll screw something up too. <laughs> All right. And you can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can send us an email to mail at the 2OC.com. I think that's all right. Oh, and <laughs> see, a good thing I didn't talk smack because I would have screwed it up. Uh, don't forget to give us a five-star thumbs up, whatever app you're listening to us on, whatever the rating system is. That will help us get new listeners and, you know, kind of show some love. Let us know what we're, we're doing right. All right, Anton, anything else? Nope, I think that's it. All right, we're falling apart here. So for the 2OC, I'm Alan Flores. Now I'm Anton Duan. I don't know why it sounded so aggressive. Yeah!